You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 57. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. It's time for another round of question and answers from my podcast audience. For those who may not be as familiar with the podcast, in past episodes, I've given out a phone number where you can call in and leave me a question about voice acting as a voicemail. From time to time, I'll pick the most relevant questions I receive and answer them here on the podcast. Let's get started. Let's answer some questions from you, our listeners. Hi, Crispin. This is Ben from Washington, D.C. I've recently started recording myself at home for some amateur projects and have noticed that when I start recording myself screaming my head off, uh, I'm getting a lot of reverb. Uh, do you know any good ways to kind of get in a room or otherwise shield the microphone from unwanted echoes without spending a massive amount of money? Uh, thanks for an awesome podcast, and keep up the great work. Hi there, Ben. You've posed a great question. I may go more in-depth on how to soundproof your booth in future podcasts, but let's see if I can give you a quick answer here. The ever-present challenge when trying to record professional-sounding voiceover is to avoid unwanted echoes or reverb in your recording. Such reverb can make your recording sound hollow and amateurish. To avoid this hollow sound, your recording space must be acoustically treated in order to deaden or reduce any unwanted reverb. There are two aspects to treating a space for voiceover recording. Isolation and absorption. Isolation means that you have built your recording space in such a way that outside noises can't get in. If a bus passes by or a helicopter flies overhead, an isolated sound booth will keep that unwanted sound out of your recording. True professional isolation is usually very expensive and requires a lot of special construction techniques. Usually only a full-time recording studio can afford to properly isolate their sound booths. Sound absorption is far easier to accomplish. A booth that has been treated to absorb unwanted echoes or reverb helps make your recording sound better. This podcast is recorded in my home booth, which uses extensive absorption techniques. If it didn't, my podcast might sound like this. That's not very pleasant, is it? There, that's much better. The ideal way to treat your recording space to absorb sound is to use acoustical foam. This is special foam material that is designed to absorb sound and deaden a room. The leading manufacturer of acoustical foam is a company called Oralex. I'll put a link to their website in the blog post associated with this podcast. You can buy all sorts of acoustical foam from Oralex, and they even offer tutorials on their website about how to treat your recording space. If acoustical foam is outside your budget, there are other options. A popular option now is what's called a porta-booth. 
The idea is that rather than treat the entire room you're recording in, create a small box that has acoustical foam on the inside and place your microphone inside that box. That way, the box should absorb most of the reverb, but you don't have to acoustically treat the entire room. Harlan Hogan, a voiceover performer himself, markets the porta booth. I'll give you a link to that as well on the blog. While I have not personally used a porta booth myself, I know many of my students have. Maybe they can leave some comments on the blog about their experience using the porta booth. A third option is to use egg crate foam instead of acoustical foam. This is the kind of foam you might put on a mattress to make it feel softer. Egg crate foam does not absorb as well as acoustical foam, and it will tend to break down and fall apart over time, whereas acoustical foam will hold up indefinitely. However, if your budget is very tight or you're using a temporary space, egg crate foam might suit your purposes. My final suggestion is simply to use a walk in closet that has a lot of clothes hanging up in it. Cloth can dampen sound. It doesn't absorb sound as well as acoustical foam, but it's far better than a bare wooden wall. If you can create a space for yourself in a walk in closet with enough clothes around you to dampen the sound, that might work well. I hope these suggestions are helpful, and good luck with your future recordings. On to the next question. Hi, Crispin. My name is Leonard. I come from Calgary, Alberta, which is in Western Canada. My question is What do you do if you end up working with a rude and demeaning voice director, whether it's during an audition or during a recording session? Thank you very much, Crispin, and have a wonderful day. Hi there, Leonard. You ask a very interesting question. The majority of voice directors that I work with. Are amazingly professional and respectful. They understand that it takes effort and artistry to create believable vocal performances, and they appreciate the voice actors they work with. Many of them have been voice actors themselves, so they have first hand experience of what it's like for you in the booth. They want you to succeed, and they're there to help guide you towards a brilliant performance. However, It is true that every once in a while you may come across a voice director who seems rude, obnoxious, or demeaning. The director may seem out to get you rather than being there to help you. These types of directors can try your patience and shake your confidence. While having these negative emotional responses is completely natural, if you allow yourself to get angry or doubt your abilities, it will hamper your performance and make things even worse. Here's what I do to navigate the rough waters while dealing with a rude director. Realize first that the director's negative attitude comes from their own insecurity. Someone who is confident and relaxed has no need to insult or belittle others. Only those who feel trapped andor desperate in some way end up lashing out at those around them. The director might be insecure because he or she doubts their own talent. Or feels the need to justify themselves in some way. They may feel like they cannot shoulder the responsibility that has been placed on them. Or they may feel insecure because an even more unreasonable producer or production company is breathing down their neck and making their job as director incredibly difficult. With such pressure on them from their superiors, they may unfortunately take out some of their stress on you. The key is to understand that their behavior is not about you. It's about them. 
feel pity for them, and the fact that they have obviously found themselves in such a stressful position that all they can do is act immaturely towards you. Breathe deeply and focus on the task in front of you. Do your job to the best of your ability. Remember, your goal is to represent yourself well. Rude and mean people do not last long in the voiceover industry. If you can keep your cool when dealing with such people, others will notice. They will remember your professionalism in the face of ridiculous circumstances and will want to work with you again in the future. However, that rude director will have little chance of getting hired again if they continue to make things difficult for those around them. People like that eventually wear out their welcome, and you can be assured that if you are consistently gracious, you will outlast them in the industry. I hope these insights can give you some comfort when you find yourself in difficult circumstances. Making the effort to keep cool under fire has definitely helped me in my career. Thanks so much to Ben and Leonard for their wonderful questions. If any of my listeners would like to call in with their own thoughts, thank yous, or questions, the number is 323-696-2655. Please remember to state your first name and what city in the world you're calling from before leaving your message. I'll include this call-in number in the blog post associated with this podcast on voiceactingmastery.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.